fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? L.I.W. Nick Cage cast. I don't give a shit. Hello, citizens. Welcome to Nick Cage cast. I'm your host, Phoenix West. I also host Shitty Movie Showdown. Click, click there. In Americant. Click over there. I also host a bunch of podcasts, so go to this website. I don't know if I don't know where I'm going to put it. I am obsessed with Nick Cage. It's it's an unhealthy addiction, but I guess as far as addictions go, it's it's a little healthier. It's healthier than the one Nick Cage has, probably. This first episode, I decided to do a new movie of his. I did 2016's The Trust. Just came out. I was going to do a classic Nick Cage movie, but I wanted to start it off fresh. So I chose his freshest movie. Not in the slang term, but literally the newest movie he had out. So I decided to do The Trust. Um, stars Nicolas Cage as Wood, Elijah Wood as Waters, and it's directed by Alex and Benjamin Brewer. They've never directed a movie before. I don't know why he chose to work with them. Nick Cage was just like, yeah, I'll work with these first-time guys. That's fine. I'm really excited to watch the rest of their career, these two guys. I, I assume they're brothers. If they're both just named Brewer, their last name is just the same. That's a little weird, little creepy coincidence. Maybe they were... They went alphabetical in college and then just put them in the same dorm room. I don't know. They do that stuff. I don't work for a college. Anyway, the movie is about an hour and a half and was good. So thank you for watching. No, just, the reason I really wanted to watch this movie was <laughs> I saw a clip of it on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver in which Nick Cage is just screaming at Elijah Wood, like, open it, open it, open it, open it. He starts going crazy on him. And you can see Elijah Wood just, like, descending into this, like, why am I in this movie with this man? Moving on. Our main topic tonight concerns debt. It's the reason Nicolas Cage has made so many great choices in recent years. <laughs> and, and presumably, it's the fuel he uses to power performances like this one from his recent movie, The Trust. Open it! Open it! Open it! Open it! Open it! Holy shit! He, he delivered that line like a child on PCP opening birthday presents, which he clearly hopes are full of more PCP. So I thought it was gonna be just a scream fest. I thought it was gonna be Rage Cage, just non-stop the whole fucking movie. I was relieved to find out that it wasn't. It was one of his more subtle movie roles. But we'll get into that later. I, first, I just want to set up the world of the movie. The movie set in Las Vegas. almost said Los Angeles. Woo! Those names are too close for white people who can't speak Spanish. The, it's set in Las Vegas. And I read the, on the IMDb trivia thing, man, it was, really, it was really complex setting a gritty crime drama in Vegas. I don't know why they thought that was going to be complex and, and just people wouldn't wrap their brains around that. I can name two movies that are gritty crime dramas set in Vegas. Three, actually, but I don't really consider that one a movie. Like I said, movie stars Nick Cage and Elijah Wood. Two opposite actors. They are not similar in any way. And that's kind of why it works. It doesn't. It, they tried to do this in Hollywood with the... The, the cop movie, you know, you get the you get the buddy cops. One's black, one's white. Aren't they opposites? What? How is this guy gonna work out with this guy? They're not the same race. These two actors are actually very different. Nick Cage is Nick Cage, and Elijah Wood is just—he's oh, awesome. Don't get me wrong about Elijah Wood, but he's not Nick Cage. And I don't mean that as far as quality. I'm saying 
he's a very different actor. He's, he's subtle, he's quiet, he's a small little package. Nick Cage is like a snake wrapped around fireworks. And if you try to keep grabbing the fireworks from the snake, it'll, it'll just self-destruct like a scorpion. Um, I don't know if that's a good analogy for what Nick, Nick Cage is, but it's, I'm going to go ahead and stick with it because that's just what I thought of in the moment. The movie also has a couple well-known actors in it. Um, Ethan Suplee from Mallrats, yes, and my name is Earl, and this scene from American History X. My eyes have seen the glory of the trampling at the zoo. We've washed ourselves in niggers' blood and all the mongrels too. We're taking down this art machine, two by two by two, the white man marches on. That's, that's who's in this movie. Um, he was not bathing himself in nigger's blood in this movie. I can say that with this shirt on. The movie also stars Jerry Lewis, which was very confusing. He plays Nick Cage's dad in the movie, and I was baffled by this, this casting decision. And then I, I looked into it, and it says Nick Cage actually is friends with him in real life and kind of coerced him into it. I'm not sure if he has some sort of Jerry Lewis sex tape. But I'm just picturing this from Jerry Lewis's position. You want me to be in your movie, Nick Cage? Friend, Nick Cage? Why would I be in your movie, Nick Cage? Why? And he's like, well, I, I got you fucking Lucille Ball back in 1952. So, yeah, you want that leaked? And he's like, I don't give a shit. I'm this close to the grave. And he goes... And Dean Martin. It's a three-way. And he's like, oh, shit. I don't want that coming out. Can't deal with that. On paper, Jerry Lewis has to look at this and go, crime, their heist. This has a Danny Glover directive video it's written all over it. It's, it's just filthy with Danny Glover movies. The best way to witness Danny Glover's current career is to go to a red box and just... He's in every other movie. It's, it's crazy. Halle Berry's in the exact same way. Somehow they got Jerry Lewis in here. I don't know. He's in less than a minute of the movie. It's Like I said, it's just a baffling decision to have such a well-known actor. He's very low-key in this. He's like Nick Cage, too, where he can be very subtle like this in The King of Comedy. Or he does this shit. The movie has a $9 million budget. Nine million, that's it. So it's kind of amazing because that means they didn't give Nick Cage coke money. I'm sorry, Nick, if you don't have a coke problem, I never did. Um, my goal of this show is to get you on this show. It just seems like you do because, you know, there's thousands of hours of you screaming like a lunatic, like, like a lunatic who wants drugs, cocaine. So it just, yeah, you gotta, you gotta kind of go off, you know, what you see. Where's the rock at? Come on, come on, who's got the kibble? You want a hat? Yes. Jesus. Ah. Again. Yeah. So basically, the movie is pretty simple. It's two cops, Stone and Waters, like I said. They they work for the police. I thought Nick Cage was a was like a beat cop, sort of Las Vegas, maybe a detective of some sort. And then it seemed like Elijah Wood's character, Waters, was kind of a crime scene investigation type guy. Don't know exactly what they did. They spend less than a minute on the job. They, they just kind of have a couple small conversations with some, some guy about property and seize property for sale. I don't, I don't know. 
But I want to read the plot summary on IMDb because it baffled me. Waters and Stone are two nobody police officers who work in the evidence room of the Las Vegas Police Department. Work in the evidence locker? No. They're both in the field talking to people, talking to the the other cops there and like looking at evidence. Yes, I get that's where the evidence ends up, but why would if they work in the evidence locker, you don't go in the field to grab the evidence. You just get handed it by someone. Just throw the detective who brings it in throws it at you and you file it away. I've seen movies and then you take some money to let a detective go in there and destroy evidence, like in Dexter. I do like the backstory of the characters because Elijah Wood is like this stoner and he just broke up with his girlfriend or wife because he has the ring, right? And he uses her shirt to pick up a cat turd. That stuff's all fun. The movie opens with him just getting, he's just like, oh, and you kind of, I was like, is he jerking? Oh no, he's having sex. He's just Zach Braffing it from Garden State. And they show this woman on top of him and uh, with some titties. She has titties, um, as women often do. The point is, though, he starts looking at this mole under her left titty. And he's just staring at it. And you're like, okay, this guy is kind of like adrift. You kind of get the idea that he's just kind of an outcast and he doesn't really connect to humanity. I don't want to go too much into the, the, the movie. I'll, I'm here to review Nick Cage's performance. And only Nick Cage's performance. With that being said, Elijah Good's... Elijah Good. There you go. That's that's pretty much what I was going to say. Is Elijah Wood is really good in this movie. I went under the IMDb boards after I saw this movie, and I was like, I really liked it. Everyone else went. Nick Cage is insane. He screams too much. Elijah Wood needs to stick to Frodo. Nick Cage only screamed once in this movie. Frodo was a long time ago, and it was, I don't know, ten years in the Elijah Wood's career. Elijah Wood was a kid actor. He Frodo was such a small part in the middle of his career at this point. He's done a lot of good stuff. Wilfred's awesome. He's done just a bunch of good stuff that I really like. Why Frodo? Frodo's not even an interesting character in the movie. Frodo is the least interesting character in The Lord of the Rings. When you only know Elijah Wood as the Frodo guy, it makes me wonder, hey, this guy doesn't know anything. Why is he reviewing a movie? What the fuck? Dude, random guy online on IMDb. Basically, there's a whole series of scenes in this movie in the beginning where they're coming up with this heist plan because he sees a receipt for the for the evidence that says $200,000 or something like that. I the beginning they don't really explain to you what's going on. They don't explain at all pretty much. They, they kind of just assume you're going to follow along. And I and I realized at some point that they were explaining things they were just doing it a little after most movies do. Which I'm fine with. If they didn't explain it at all, that would really piss me off. Their plan starts to form. You realize Nick Cage is really asking Elijah Wood to do a lot to risk his career. He basically goes, hey, take time off work. Find out who paid this guy's um, bail fee. I'll cover your time at work. And I was like, what the fuck? I guess he's his boss? You kind of realize the whole point of the movie is Nick Cage is just fucking with Elijah Wood. It reminded me of The Way of the Gun. Like the shit they do in that movie where they just test each other. They find that there's this room that this guy is coming in out of. He works in the casino. There's a really weird scene where Nick Cage is just working for the casino and pulling in like a paycheck, so he's just working two jobs. It's very weird. I like that they didn't really explain. That doesn't make any sense. He just suddenly has a job at a casino just one day. Just, eh, yeah, I got a job. Working in the kitchen of a casino, where the fuck he's doing. Elijah Wood finds that this building has a safe in it. And it's a super thick safe. So come to the conclusion that there, this must be a bank fault. But then there's a whole bunch of series of points where they're getting all the machinery they need and the, the intel they need. And it's really interesting, this stuff. Usually this part of the movie is kind of like, eh. 
Like, Ocean's Eleven did it well somehow. But most movies, this is kind of the boring part. But for them, this is when they develop their relationship. They're, the two characters really connect during these scenes. And Nick Cage is on fucking point. Let me just say that right now. Nick Cage is on point in this movie to the point where every scene he was in, I was sitting there like, oh my God, he's, he's like aware. He's lucid. He knows what's happening. But the lucidity of Nick Cage was actually the most surprising thing to me because I've seen some of his recent movies and he seems to be, I mean, other than just screaming like a lunatic, which he does a lot, he just seems to be like troubled or something was just not right. I don't know if it was drugs. I don't know if it was just the tax stuff that was happening with him. The, the all the all the bullshit. Who knows? Maybe he just hated being in the movie, like Season of the Witch. Not a good movie, obviously. Who knows why he he did that? I assume that was just for money, which I'm fine with. I don't give a shit. He's an actor. Uh, but he just seemed like he was not all the way there. Like he's just uh, kind of showing up, just just going through the motions at this point. Tell me your name. I am Damon of Blybrook. Your names are known to me. It's like he's in a 25-year marriage, and at this point he's like, I'll just take this shit to the grave. I, I fucking hate this woman at this point, but I'm almost dead. She's almost dead. Hey, maybe something good will happen. Maybe this. Maybe she'll die before me. I don't know. But he was very lucid in this movie, and he was like so aware, and I could tell he really knew the script. There's a scene where... You look so cool right now. I'm gonna go in, make sure we're clear. And when I know we're clear, I'm going to invite you via walkie-talkie. All right? Okay. Most movies, they're setting up the fact that he's pretending to be clumsy and he's pretending to be like I'm this quirky guy, but he's really not. And that's what happens in this movie. But most movies would have focused so fucking hard on that and like the reveal at the end. Like there's a shitty movie called The Score, and they could do the flashback, like you know, usual suspects at the end with the camera spinning around. That shit. They didn't do that in this movie. It was very subtle. He's talking to Elijah Wood and he's doing these jokes, and they're all like really hitting. They're on point. They're they're funny. You could tell he's. He's aware of what the humor is in the script, and that's the difference between old old Cage. Old Cage was just saying the lines, saying the whatever just to get it out, and just like there is it was it good? Can I scream now? Are we good? Can I can I yell at this person now? And he was so held back in this movie in a good way. He actually acted in this movie. I feel like Cage gets a lot of shit for his acting because it's just screaming at this point. Not like DiCaprio yelling in every movie. Merry Christmas! I defy you, stars! No! 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 Fuck! Go! But I just, I think people judge him too harshly on how much he screams when they don't see movies like this where he's not just screaming. He's actually acting. I would put this character more in line of Matchstick Men or Raising Arizona, kind of. I mean, he's way quirkier in Raising Arizona, obviously. It's the Coen brothers. And then the rest of the movie is them getting into the vault, what they find in the vault, and ends up being a bunch of diamonds. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. 
they kill drug dealers. Nick Cage has this moment where when they first break into this, it looks, it's like this house slash office. I don't know what the fuck it is. They break in. There's a guy and a girl living there. The guy spits on Nick Cage when he has him tied up. Elijah Wood goes outside, and almost immediately I'm like, oh, Nick Cage is going to kill this guy. Because Nick Cage previously killed a drug dealer out of fucking nowhere. He, like, baits people in and kills them. It's awesome. Again, it's a character for the first time in a while for Nick Cage. Actually, I was like, oh, he's going to do this, because I saw it in his Like, I saw it in his eyes. Nick Cage's eyes were actually acting, not just his face. He was like, and I was like, oh, he's going to shoot this guy. And sure as shit, he did. Didn't kill the woman, though. Very interesting. Very interesting. If he did, the movie would be very different from there on out. Anyway, they get in the vault. There is what there is in the vault. Um, there's a whole thing back and forth between Nick Cage and Elijah Wood going against each other. You kind of start to realize Nick Cage cares more about what's in the vault than he does about Elijah Wood. He tells, Even though he tells Elijah Wood, I have two plane tickets with both our names on it for the Bahamas so we can just escape this shit. If you're going to escape shit with money, don't go to the Bahamas because that's where they're going to look. They're obviously going to look in the Bahamas or some sort of amazing paradise getaway because obviously that's where you're going to go if you steal their money. You, nobody steals them and goes, let's go live in the cold heart of Russia. Just far away in a land we hate. Somewhere with like political dissidents and somewhere where they, they lock you up for bad-mouthing their government. Maybe a place that's really homophobic like Uganda or just somewhere terrible. That's where you got to go for about five or six years. The weird thing that happens in the movie is obviously Nick Cage and then Elijah Wood go against each other because Nick Cage wants to kill the girl. Elijah Wood doesn't because pussy's powerful. Pussy's powerful, guys. The point is Nick Cage wants to kill her. He doesn't. Elijah Wood kills Nick Cage out of... He doesn't want to... Nick, Elijah Wood, for some fucking reason, doesn't want to take the shit in the, in the safe. Whatever. He doesn't want to be hunted the rest of his life. Okay. I get it. The whole thing in the end, though, is Nick Cage actually had those tickets on him. He really was going to go away with him, even though they were kind of setting up that he was just going to kill Elijah Wood and take all of the money. That never happened. The plane tickets are real after he kills Nick Cage, and he's like, oh, shit. And then the girl who he was trying to help, he gives her the phone, and she calls her brother, and she's like, hey, can you help me out? That ends up being her saying, hey, come out here and kill this guy, because... After Nick Cage is dead, Elijah Wood puts all of the diamonds and stuff back where it was. He leaves with the girl. He goes to drop her off, and he realizes he's being followed. Gets shot through the window, dies. Girl gets away. Girl probably goes back, steals all the diamonds, and says they did it. Or a third man. Who knows? There's a couple th interesting theories online. I don't really know if they hold any water. The one where Nick Cage set it up, and then he was pretending to be dead. Based on that scene earlier where he was laying on the ground, pretending to be dead. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you want to buy into that. I don't give a shit. I tend to believe movies are the way they say they are. Shutter Island is one of those movies to go back to DiCaprio, where it's it's you can either watch it the way it was or they were lying to him the whole time. I don't know. I just choose to watch it the way it was. This is a Nick Cage movie. It's just the way it is. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Pros and cons of the movie. Pro, they cast Nick Cage. Also pro. I really did enjoy this movie. I liked the way it was directed. It, they could have went super cheesy with it. They could have went schlocky. They could have done a lot of things that most people would have. Especially having Nick Cage in their movie. They, they could have went, oh, we have to rewrite the script and make everything bold and uppercase. So he knows that we want him to scream every line of dialogue. But they didn't do that. They didn't do it, folks. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. 
They kept it really simple. I like it. When you see the front cover of this movie, you kind of go, ooh, that looks terrible. They're just walking all serious. It looked like the Pay the Ghost poster, which nobody on Earth fucking saw. Nobody saw that movie. I didn't even see it yet. I was going to wait to watch Pay the Ghost until way later into this show, like episode 40, when I'm like doing his TV show appearances and shit like that, when I'm out of ideas, when I'm just doing interviews he did with like James Lipton. Was, was he, has he been on Inside the Actor Studio? I don't know. I'm totally going to look it up. I like that the movie didn't really tell you what it was doing yet. You kind of had to go, why are they... I couldn't figure out for the longest time why they were drilling into the floor up, up above the safe. I was like, what advantage is there of doing that? I could And it went on for like 20-some minutes. They were just hanging out in this fucking house after they killed the one guy and had the other girl tied to a toilet. And then I realized they drilled a hole, stuck a camera down there so he could see the inside of the combination lock thing. So he could tell Elijah Wood, who's on the other side, slowly turning it, when the stop, when, when the locking mechanism opened up. They keep you busy with the girl, and you can tell Elijah Wood's not going to want to kill her later. Because he's a pussy, and he wants that pussy. The cons of the movie. I don't, I don't really have any. They didn't... If you're, I'm trying to think, if you're someone who's not in the Nick Cage, what you're going to get out of this movie. What you wouldn't like. Maybe you wouldn't like the fact that it's not cliche. I think a lot of people like cliche movies for a reason. It's warm, it's comforting, it's like a blanket. And this movie's kind of like a... Here's a little bit of information, there you go. Here's a little more. You know, But it doesn't have a lot to it, this movie. And that's why... I like simple movies. I like it when the two characters relate well to each other. Uh, the Way of the Gun is one of my favorite movies, and it's just two people who are just fucking with each other the whole time. This movie reminds me of that a lot. I didn't like this movie nearly as much, obviously, but I liked this movie enough. I liked it a lot. I'd put it in my maybe top ten Nick Cage movies, and that's, that's saying a lot. I, I find Nick Cage better than his movies a lot of time. So I guess this is the segment of the show where I go, which cage was in this movie? Was it the Rage Cage? Was it Quirk Cage? Was it Quiet Cage? There might be more cages, but that's all I can think of. I guess that would be the, the three general one but this is definitely a quirk cage moment this is a movie where he's just quirky he knows what's going on in the script like i said he's he's funny he's lucid is the key word for this review is lucid watch the movie and watch nick cage's face he reacts when the actor says the line not like and then you can tell they cut like four seconds of him going what's my line they can they cut that shit it's fine what i really liked about this movie that one scene where he yells, that's the only scene where he yells. He yells one time on Elijah Wood, and that was it. And it was so warranted. The whole time I was watching it, I was going, I'm going to... Because I was aware of that scene, and I was like, that scene's fine if it's toward the end, and it builds to that. If they're putting on the little Legos, and they're building this rage cage house that he could blow over, that's fine. But build it. Don't just do it out of nowhere. Don't do it for no reason. And they did. They built it very nicely. He explodes because Elijah Wood locks the stuff back in the safe and will not tell him the combination anymore. So he loses his fucking mind because they already worked so hard. They worked for hours to get inside this vault. They spend so long getting into this vault that I'm just like, and it's two days later. You guys spent so fucking long. Hurry up and get in the, get in the safe and then get the fuck out of there. Get, why are you wasting so much time? With on the small shit. They go back in and out of the vault like three or four times. And I'm like, just get the fuck out of there. By the time they leave, it's, day it's daylight. It's the next day. 
Who knows when these people are coming back? Who has any idea? Who knows? You gotta hurry. Like, you're on a fucking clock. Like, Ocean's Eleven does a little better job where they're like, have to get, we have, like, the fucking clock, we have to get out of here in this amount of time. Andy Garcia will show up if we don't fucking hurry. We have to hurry. But this movie doesn't really have that. You don't really feel a sense of who's safe it is, really, because they're, they're faceless individuals, just the mafia or crime people or a drug empire. Drug people don't have diamonds. It must be like the mafia, right? Just stealing from jewelers. Not, not Jews, unless there is a Jew who owns a jewelry shop. That's different. And the character should be like, we need to hurry up here. So I guess that's really all I have to say about Nick Cage in this movie, The Trust, from 2016. Really far in his career. He's been acting from since the early 80s, right? 35 years at this point. 81, 80, somewhere in there. I don't know when he started. Don't know. I'm not like an obsessive person. I just have a... It's an obsession, but not like with the man. I like, I like to watch his movies and go, what, what? why did he make that decision? That's weird. But the point is, he's this far into it, and... I really am excited to see what he does from here. I hope he doesn't do another movie just just for the money. That's that's obviously shitty. I'm looking at you, Season of the Witch. That movie's fucking terrible. Point is, I'm really excited to see what he does from here. I'm really excited to see what these directors do from here. The Brewer Brothers. Or the Brewer Father-Son Tag Team. Whoever the fuck they are to each other, I don't know. I'm always excited for Elijah Wood. He's like He's like our Daniel Radcliffe. I just want to know, is Nick Cage going to stay sober and out of trouble mentally to be this good in other movies? I want to know how involved he was with this movie. So if you guys have any information on that stuff, send it to loiteringinwonderland at gmail.com. Again, it's on the screen somewhere. Send that shit there. And check out liwstudios.com. That's where all of this stuff gets made. All the podcasts, American, Shitty Movie Showdown, which is starting to... Starting to get made, yeah. We got a lot of stuff on there. Uh, writings, reviews, whatever you need. Uh, dick pics, I'll totally do it. If you guys have any suggestions on what Nick Cage movie I should do next, anything like that, any, any topic you want me to discuss about Nick Cage, if you have a Nick Cage obsession also, a healthy one like I have, I'm not a fucking weirdo, send that shit to loitingwonderland at gmail.com. I want your questions, I want your feedback. Um, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. So long, Nick Cage.